Rewind with Oshin Langan. And there goes the final whistle and the spoils are shared in the North London derby. I think that we have the chance to, to win the game, but in the end we need to recognise and, and to feel very proud for our players. The effort was brilliant. After six days, you play three games, very tough game, and with the opponent always one day more to recovery. And in this level, it's a, it's a big, big advantage. We decide. We decide how strong we are, we decide how, how, how good we are. we are, we decide how awake we are, we decide how tired we are. Nobody else. Morgan comes forward. Can he find a white jersey? He can. This should be the opening goal, and it is. And Gundorf lead by one goal to nil. And it's Richie Town. Parker, such a difficult team to play against, and physically so strong. And they, they've got players who've achieved a lot in their careers. We made it tough for us today, and we had to show that there's different ways to win a game. We had to show different qualities. Going to the end of the match, it's only next time we were we were in trouble, and we we're on the back foot. And um, I, I just asked the lads to do everything, leave it on the pitch, and they did. And we weren't good enough, and we have no excuse from that point of view. We still haven't lit up the place, but we're winning, and that's the most important thing. And if you get into a winning habit, it continues. But we're under no illusions. Munster Club final is a serious challenge against uh, one of the powerhouses of Munster Hurling, the Pearshig, or Torres Farsfields. But we're looking forward to it, and we relish the challenge. Well, two minutes is two minutes, but again, I, I suppose he has to call it his own way. You know, it, 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 it slipped more to four. But look, we'll come back and we'll play it again the next day, and we'll go at it, and Legion will probably go at it, and we'll see what kind of a game transpires. This is the Rewind on News Talk. Coming up, we'll have more on the FAI Cup final and a busy GAA weekend. In there, you heard from Bally Gunner Shane O'Sullivan on beating Glen Rovers and South Kerry manager John Shugrew on the amount of extra time played in the Kerry final. Legion scored their equaliser very late in that additional time. First, though, it's former Chelsea and Ireland defender Paddy Mulligan and Raf Diallo of Team 33 and off the ball on the Euro playoff and the FAI Cup final. Paddy, uh, we'll talk about those in a few minutes' time, but first... It is the Premier League and we'll take a whistle-stop tour of Arsenal's meeting with Spurs at the Emirates. It was off the ball's feature game and Nathan Murphy was on commentary. Spurs now, Harry Kane is onside, inside the penalty area. Harry Kane puts Tottenham in front. Simplest long ball forward down the left-hand side. Got him behind the Arsenal defence and Harry Kane, the local boy, the one-time Arsenal boy, has put Tottenham in front. They lead in the North London Derby. Yeah, Arsenal away is a tough game. And uh, obviously, I think maybe in a few days you look back and say, all right, it was a good point. But yeah, at the moment, you'd probably say uh, we're disappointed not to, not to hold on to it. Your thigh was heavily strapped. Are you all right? Yeah, no, it's just a uh, strapping I've had underneath for the last couple of weeks. Uh, just a little niggle I picked up a couple of weeks ago. Uh, seems to be doing me all right. I seem to be scoring since. <laughs> so uh, I might have to keep it on for the, uh, the future. Oh, it's off the post. It's a kick down. It's not. Kieran Gibbs, the substitute, gets the equaliser. When you go home, you'll see. I, I question why has he brought on Kieran Gibbs for Joel Campbell, but it, it worked, Arsene. So you clearly know more about football than me. But it, I mean, were you surprised how quickly it worked? Look, uh, I'm not sure I know more than you, but. Uh... I can sometimes be right, and you have to accept that as well. <laughs> I think it's a given, Arsene, you know, more than me, but it was a good, a good change, wasn't it? No, it was, it was, because he balanced well the team. Uh, I, I believe as well sometimes you consider that, uh, you know, you put uh, Sanchez on the other side uh, when he doesn't work, uh, it gives a not different problem to the opponent as well, and uh, in the end it worked. But uh, I... Uh, do not want to diminish your football knowledge because of that. Former Chelsea and Ireland fullback Paddy Mulligan is with us. Paddy, so much to talk about this week, but we will start with the Premier League. Arsenal taking on Spurs. Arsene Wenger actually seemed happy enough with the draw as we 
heard there. Oh yes, and they were totally outplayed in the first half um, by Spurs, and quite rightly so. I mean, Wenger would, should, should have been thrilled. Now, having said all of that, Giroud had two wonderful chances to go and win the game for Arsenal at, at different stages in the second half, and both headers he just fluffed his lines. But it was a very, very below par um, performance by Arsenal. Take nothing away from Spurs. Spurs went at them from the, from the very off, and uh, Pochettino is, is putting a decent team together at Spurs. And then they have, of course, uh, Harry Kane, who, whose, whose finish was absolutely brilliant. But when you look at when you when you look at the goal, and you look at Kane position himself between Mertesacker and Kuchelny, and neither yet again pick him up. They're caught like this all of the time. And how uh, Sacker, who, who is a German international, who's won World Cups is getting caught as badly as he is. And Koscielny. Koscielny once went to go and play offside. The stupidity of it. I've never seen anything so ridiculous in all my life. And Steve Bold is the coach there, who is a smashing centre-half, who should be telling these lads, you've got to go with the runner. That's, a, that's the golden rule. You stay with your runner until, until, and, and finish it off, finish that run off, and then see, see what happens after that. But the, the, it was absolutely crazy stuff. From Arsenal, and it's not the first time. This is why I have these question marks against Arsenal all of the time, because they implode. And they, I know they imploded very, very, very much so against Bayern Munich on Wednesday night, but then they weren't playing Bayern Munich yesterday, and it's just, it's just as well, I suppose, because they, they were they were caught out a lot. I mean, Spurs, Are Spurs the story here, though. Really? No, they're not. Yeah, they're, they're the story in, in so much as the way they set themselves out, but I still wouldn't put too much stall in them at this at this juncture for the simple reason that. That Arsenal were very, very were at a very low ebb yesterday. They got a right hiding in, in, in Munich, and they're, and they're still in recovery mode. Now they shouldn't be. They should have put that to bed and said, "Look, at uh, this was a nightmare night." Well, Spurs would have been knackered going again. Oh, I'm not not talking about tiredness. It's, okay. No, it's going to be tiredness. It's mental. It's not physical tiredness. Yeah, and actually, there was something that popped up uh, during the commentary of the game. Uh, I think it was about the way the Arsenal defence lined up. That one half, the Debussy Mertesacker side, like to or Tech would love to drop off, whereas the other side defence they love to press up. But that's it. That seems really imbalanced. It maybe should be a bit more like maybe a Mertesacker who pulls the whole back four and then, have got yeah. to go together. Uh, yeah, either yeah. they go together. And your two, yeah. your two full backs should be the ones if they're going to play that stupid offside game. They're, the two full backs should be the last men at all times. They should be the one calling the shots, not your two central defenders, because they can't really see across the line. Whereas your, your left back can see, when he's looking across, he can see the other back three. Right back, he can see his back three. So that it, should, it should not be a problem. But <laughs> Arsenal are making it such a problem, and they're not correcting it. You know, I don't, okay, you can get caught once, or maybe twice. You can't get caught three, four, five, six, seven, eight times as, as Arsenal have been caught. You've got, you've got to learn sometime. Spurs are being talked about as a possible top four finisher, maybe even more. What do oh, you think? Every, every possibility, because out, out, of, out of the top six or seven, uh, you could pick anywhere on the go and win the Premier League, never mind finishing the top four, because it's, 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 it's such a, a bit of a scatterbrain at, the, at this moment in time. Um, City are, uh, aren't setting the world on fire. United are still getting, getting points whether it's against the run of play or not it's immaterial they're still getting, they're still picking up their three points uh, everybody is saying they're not playing well but they're up there mm. so I mean they're, they're, they're going to be a danger um, Arsenal Arsenal to a degree if they, if, they, if they get their psychological problems sorted out because their attitude stank yesterday forget about them playing on Wednesday because as you quite rightly pointed out Spurs played on Thursday so there should, should not have been an issue there I, I don't understand that in the first instance anyway there should not be a problem 
uh, at all in playing two games in, in, in three or four but days. Would the injury situation not be slightly mitigating? Because they are missing, for example, Ramsey, Walcott's not there, and he would have probably given them a different option that in terms of going in behind that Giroud can't bring. And then, obviously, Bayerine, I think the right-back is also hugely... He's become hugely important as yes, well as time's in, gone in, on. In midfield, you still had, you still had your, your, your standout players as well. Uh, in the likes of Casorla and Sanchez, and I think Casorla was ill as well. And, and he, Ozil. Yeah, well, there was something wrong off, with yeah. him because yeah. he he never kicked a ball in the first half. Yeah. The worst I've seen him playing. Then he was substituted at half time. So yes, you, yes, you, you can make some allowances, but at home against Spurs, which is a graveyard normally for Spurs, you expect an awful lot more from Arsenal. You expect an awful lot more in their play. You expect you expect the passing to be right. You expect the movement to be right. You expect people and, and, and at, at the back to defend and mark people. And you expect your midfielders to create and get free of their opposite numbers. And they never did this. Spurs were the ones who were dictating, which is very unusual at, at, at the Emirates for Spurs to go and dictate. And Spurs currently fifth in the table. Arsenal second, but only on goal difference. They're on 26 points. City on 26 points. Leicester third on 25 points. United fourth on 24. And they a wonderful say. story, Leicester City. And it's a wonderful Remy area. It's, it's, it's fabulous. It's absolutely What's fabulous. The secret? the secret is hard work and honesty. That's the secret. That's what I, I, I've seen Leicester play. And Jamie uh, Vardy, season. who's not much of a well, secret Jamie, anymore. Jamie Vardy is, is, is magnificent. He just scored in goals for fun. I mean, what's this? A tenth, tenth goal in succession? Is there a tenth game in succession he scored? Is or it is eight it or nine? Twelve goals overall in the league. Nine. I think it's up to nine. Probably actually, nine. Yeah. Uh, um, but it's, it's been magnificent. And Ranieri is, 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 no matter what people might say about his tinkering and so, and so forth, in the past, he is a very, very shrewd manager. There's no, no question about that. And he has them playing. And they're very, very honest, and they play. They play with a smile on their face, and they play with a lot of passion, and and they and they make the runs, and they make the hard yards, and they make the hard tackles, and that's that is the secret. If it, it's no, it's no secret. They're only doing the basics, and but they're doing it very, very well. Now you mentioned hard work. You mentioned basics. That's something that Jurgen Klopp wants to bring to Liverpool. He's, I appreciate, a, long, he's a long journey. Well, I <laughs> got news for you, Jurgen. <laughs> I appreciate you're only kind of reacting to what you saw in match of the day because obviously that game wasn't live on TV. The North London derby was, uh, but he, he made some interesting comments after the game, which we heard in the intro to the podcast here, the rewind, that they decide when they're tired. Oh yes, yeah, I understand. I understand that fully. Do you? You're not quite sure. It's I'm all, not quite see, sure, but you, you, it's you know, that's why we have you here. You're the expert. Yeah, of course I am. You see, players will psych themselves in and out of situations. If they, if they, well, people in any walk of life, if you say in your mind that you're tired, I've no doubt you will be tired. But if you say in your mind, I'm ready for this, I want to play, I want to, I want to perform, you will. So it's a psychological thing as far as I'm concerned. It's all psychological from playing on a Thursday night in Russia and and playing on a Sunday at at Anfield. But let's be very clear as well. At Liverpool, they do not have the quality. Now, Jurgen Klopp can turn and say that Brendan Rodgers has left a good group of people there. I've no doubt they're a good group of people. (laughs) They're not going to get top four because they they don't have enough quality in their team. They have nobody to stick the ball in the back of the net. For instance, uh, Sturridge gets a hint that he might be fit and he gets unfit. I've, I've, I've never known any player to be to remain as un, unfit through injury or through whatever. Maybe it's a psychological thing with him. Or maybe he has to be perfect. Well, I've got news for you, Daniel Sturridge. Nobody ever comes back from an injury perfect. 
You're never, ever, ever 100% fit. As a matter of fact, you can count on one hand how many times in, in your career you're actually 100% fit. Because always, you're always carrying a niggle of some description, whether it's an ankle problem, whether, whether, whether it's a calf problem, whether it's a, a, a hamstring problem, whether it's a thigh problem or a knee problem. That's, that's, just the way, that's just the way that it is. So deal with it. But I think that his pain threshold is very, very low. How did it affect you when you were coming off injuries? I, I hated being injured. Was an no, but how, when you were playing your first game, well, I, I, what was your longest? First of all, what was your longest injury layoff? Um, five months. What was it like that first game? If you can remember that, what was it like that first game? It, were you were it, you resilient going into tackles? No, yes, were, no, no, no. No, you just I threw done, I done all the training. That was it. No, all the training was done. No, no, I wouldn't. Have, I I tried to come back quite a few times in, in that period. I was at Chelsea at the time in 1970, playing against CSK Sofia. Intercepted a ball, heard 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 the hamstring go, and, and it was gone. And I kept coming back too soon. My fault. Kept coming back. Wanting to get out and play. And did you play kept with guys down. who were the opposite? I've, I've, kept I've doing played with many lads who, who, would, who would take breaks and say that I don't fancy it for six weeks. I think I'd better have a break. Oh, tight hamstring. Nothing wrong with the hamstrings. No, but there is yes. actually something wrong with Sturridge, to be fair. Is so, there? That's, that's, I, I'd love well, to, it's very hard I'd, to slip I'd love it past speak. the medics now. I'd love, to, I'd, I'd love to speak to the medical team. It's just what, what is wrong. You know, is it? Is it? Well, it, it should be impossible to, to to fool the medics these days because if all sorts of scans, so they can show exactly. But my 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 question would be to Daniel Sturridge. You know, it's a pain threshold. Is your is, is maybe his pain threshold is very very low. But there there there's a problem there straight away. Whereas, whereas an awful lot of lads will play through the pain barrier, and he's got to play through the pain barrier, and then it all comes right from. But perhaps the body, the bones are, are so brittle that perhaps that, that, that he has a huge, a huge, huge problem that, that I'm not saying. Yeah, I think I heard somewhere, or I read somewhere actually, I think he'd said it himself, he is, what, the way his twitch muscle fibres or whatever they are um, leave him more susceptible to kind of muscular injuries in his thighs. But who knows, um, uh, he's not a doctor, but I'm sure a medic would have told him this now. But um, actually, it's interesting that the player that they've been linked with, like for a 15 million move in January, uh, it's Alexander Pato, um, who you may remember from his time at Milan. But again, he's someone who's had plenty of hamstring injuries, particularly yeah. maybe not so much. Well, more recently, he fit in well at Liverpool yeah. in that case. <laughs> yeah. huh? Benteke comes in and his knee is a problem, and then. Sturridge is, is is forever injured, which which is which is a great pity as well yeah. for a talent like Daniel Sturridge. But the, the sad part about it with Sturridge is that he's been like this since he was at Chelsea, Chelsea, Bolton, Man City, Liverpool. So something's got to give someplace on. Somebody's got to go and say, Daniel, you got to go because this isn't working out for us. Yeah. And he go to another club and he'll play brilliantly for so many games. And don't forget that when he was playing brilliantly, who was playing with him, Suarez. Suarez had Gerard playing brilliantly. He had, he, he had Henderson playing brilliantly. He had them all playing brilliantly because he set such high standards, and they had to they had to come up to his standards. And now that now, now that the great leader has gone to Barcelona, leading Barcelona brilliantly, Liverpool have been floundering for the past a few seasons now. But like, okay, they're they're looking at a forward line there, maybe strengthening that. But maybe should they be looking at maybe their priority being elsewhere, maybe centre back or. Somewhere oh, centre midfield, need, midfield they need, looks they need, weak. They need central defenders. They need they need midfielders. They need frontmen. I mean, they need they need four or five players at least, and that's been and that's been kind to them. That's that's the way that it has to be because their defending is absolutely appalling. Yet again, yesterday, I mean, Chan doesn't know whether to go or or, or clear a ball or what to do. He's, defensively, he's all over the place. He looks he looks fairly okay going forward, but there's another side of the game as well. 
and, and they all call it the ugly side. It's a great side of the game. And you're getting your tackles in, you're winning your headers, you're clearing balls off the line, you're preventing you're preventing goals going in. Wonderful. You can't you can't put a put put a price on on defenders who can go and do that. And and they they don't want to do it these days. Why I don't know, but they just don't want to do it. I mean, a set piece and, and Scott Dan comes up and sticks the ball in the back of the net at at Anfield. You don't do stuff like that against Crystal Palace. That's the third. That's the third game of succession they've lost to Palace. I think it was two three ones and and a, and a two one. So Liverpool are, are 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 not moving away, but are moving as long as, as maybe Klopp would like them to be. But in time, I think the Klopp will get the situation sorted out. But and of course he has to he has to say that yes, they're a good group of players because he has to work with these players. So he has to he has to try and give them confidence until the end of the season or until he can go and and and, and get the quality players that he wants in. Because I'm sure he's not daft that he's he's exactly. Uh, the, the, the hand he's been dealt with and now he's got to go and deal with it. Well let's move to the FAI Cup final lads because yesterday Dundalk won at 1-0 against Cork City Richie Taylor with the goal they were deserving winners afterwards I spoke to Daryl Horgan the man who created the goal for Dundalk and uh, John Dunleavy who is the Cork City captain he's also a Dundee goal man who's quite glad that Finn Harps have gone up to the Premier Div- Division uh, but first it is the manager Stephen Kenny of Dundalk and John Caulfield of Cork City It was a type of game where they had lots of corners we had lots of corners and it looked like a goal might come from that but um, I think the problem in extra time they began to um, control the game and we were really tiring big time and um, you know so it's it, it disappointing maybe if it got the penalties but you know I suppose a bit of magic Horgan skipped through hit a couple pulled it back and obviously Richie told Joe what he's good at uh, possibly at the end with Darren's header hit the cross but I suppose to be fair look we were well beaten and uh, you know for me you know, we've had two very good years. We've been team challenging the dock. We've we've a bit of rebuilding to do. We know that, and um, the standard they have set is very high, and uh, we're, we're we're not far from it. But certainly, we need to be more dynamically, more energy, and um, and that's, that's that's the work that starts tomorrow morning. We kept passing the ball, and we were at our best when we took sharp, incisive passing in the middle of the field and and right in front of their back four. Just on the day, probably our crossing wasn't as good as it could have been. I thought overall we got into some great positions and our crossing wasn't just quite as good as it could have been but yeah, some, I mean some really tremendous displays and uh, there's different ways to win a match it wasn't scintillating today uh, but it was still good enough to win today and um, I thought we were worthy winners Well it's still all you always know you can concede Right at the death, and it's over. You're out. You're, you, you know, you're, you're going home. It was important that we defended well, and we did that. And then we took our chance when it came, and it was a bit of clinical finishing. Richie, obviously, Daryl, brilliant bit of skill on the left, doing that all game. Richie on his left foot. That's just his third goal this season now. The 29 on his left foot. So we'll take that. John, it just didn't quite happen for Cork City today, did it? No, look. I mean, we're all devastated inside there. Obviously. Um, it was very nip and tuck for, you know, probably particularly for the 90 minutes and an extra time, you know, Dundalk probably took over a little bit at, at times, but, you know, we were we were well in the game and we obviously we conceded the goal and, and, and that was it, we just couldn't quite get back into it, but like I say, everyone's devastated inside. A couple of harsh chances created, but you never really threatened their goal, is that something you kind of look back and, and wonder about, or again, I know it's just after the game, but is, is, is it kind of hard to, to put the finger on that? It, it probably is hard to put the finger on it, I suppose you're right, we didn't test the keeper enough, um, for whatever reason but as, as I say it's very hard to it's very hard to judge right now having not looked back at the game or whatever you know emotions are still raw and everything so um, it's just a case that we'll have to sit down and analyse it and, and you know 
do what good teams do and come back better again next year How tough was it out there I mean, when, when you were trying to work the ball out of the back did they just have numbers in midfield and you couldn't get it quick enough up to the forward men um, I think like they, they, they do press you high at times um, but you know, I suppose it's just—it's it's very hard to put your finger on exactly what what went on tonight. As I say, it's very hard for me to say right now. Um, just haven't come out, so it's just—we'll just have to sit down and analyse it, and, and as I say, make sure that when the next time we're here, that there's a different outcome. It's two positive seasons in a row, though, and that's something to build on and something that's quite good. Without a doubt, I mean, you can see the progress that the club is making. It's—it's it's huge, um, and the support that we had there today was absolutely fantastic. I mean, I can't put it into words how special it was to see the Cork fans there in Aviv. It was unbelievable, um, and we know we. Have have that um, so you know the club is going forward there's no doubt the last two seasons have shown that we're close and you know it's just about taking that next step and doing everything we have to do to, to take that next step now and go on and win more silverware you'll get a trip home next year harps are up that's it I, well I was uh, I kind of was following it on Friday night alright and looked delighted for everyone involved with fun harps I know a lot of the lads there and um, it might get me as you say it might get me a weekend up with my mummy now and again Daryl congratulations How's it, how does it feel to have completed a double yeah, it's been actually it's been fantastic. It's been a great year. We've uh, we've worked very very hard, and I suppose all came to head today. And we we played well, probably deserved it over uh, over uh, 120 minutes. The goal came 17 minutes into extra time. You had a big hand in it. Yeah, well, I suppose that's what I'm, what I'm there to do: put the ball in the box. And thankfully, Richie was there, and Jesse took it very well. How difficult a game was that to play in? Because it was really really tight, and there was a couple of half chances. And I know McNulty made a save early in extra time, but aside from that, not much by the way of chances. Yeah, I think it was just it was a it's a tight cup final. You know, there's a some cup finals are just mental. There goals everywhere, boys running mad. I think this one was more tight, bit of a drab affair, especially in the first half. Um, I think it picked up a bit then towards the second half, and even then, extra time. I thought we played very some very good football. We controlled the game really from there. I thought, being honest, there would have only been one winner at that stage. But you know, as you say, it's cup final. That could happen. Thankfully, we got the goal. I suppose when a solid team meets a solid team, especially when the stakes are as high as they were today, it was always going to be tight and always going to be maybe drab to watch. I'm sure you guys don't care, but uh, a tough game to play in, maybe. No, I actually done an interview, I can't remember who with, but I said, uh, take a drab, 1-0, you know, and uh, and we got that. But it was, uh, it was a good victory for us, and absolutely, absolutely delighted with it in the end. Talk to me about Stephen Kenny. What's his magic as a manager? Ash, he's brilliant, sure you can... He's done a great job for Derry. Obviously, it didn't happen for Moreover. He's done fantastic to have Bose, Derry, and Longford before us. He's picked Dundalk up off the ground, along with the, the owners and everyone at the club. You know, they've picked Dundalk up off the ground. He's brought in his players, and it's basically two years. You know, they've gone into everything in Irish football. Watching you there today from on high at the Aviva, I saw guys switching positions, and when one guy would make a run, another guy would drop in. It, is it that kind of solidity that, that he gives? And if so, how does he get that message across? Because that can be quite difficult you can confuse guys if you give them too much tactics but you seem to have it just right I think it's more so it's just it's not common sense but you know if someone everyone wants to work for each other you know that, that's, the, that's the key and um, you know if someone does move out of position someone else will be straight back in and just what you want to be if someone's going to try something you have to help them out as well like because it's an impossible task to do it on your own otherwise and that's why we've, we've, we've a very very good team great team spirit and you know we've um, We've a we've a fantastic bench and all. You know, lads can come on and change games. And they have all season, and that's that's been key. You know, there's no guaranteed spots in 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 um, Dundalk, and that's that's a massive massive one for us. You're a Galway man. I'm a Galway man. So it must be strange to kind of go to Dundalk and buy into it because there's no traditional link between Galway and Dundalk. But this is what Stephen does. He gets guys to buy in and feel 
part of the kind of the setup, part of the locality. It's a bit of a weird one. I don't yeah, know how well, he does it, but he does. When I went to them, I suppose I went to the doctor. There was, there was three or there was three or four lads from the west, like so. I suppose it doesn't really matter where you're from as long as you're happy enjoying your football and there's a good bunch of lads. You know, it doesn't really matter tradition or anything like that. You know, and um, it is it's a great bunch of lads and it's been a, it's been a great year for us and we're not complaining. Um, hopefully, we just kick on next year. Go, I have been able to came in All-Ireland through you. Congratulations. Thanks very much. Thank you. Paddy Mulligan and Raf Diallo of Team 33 and Off the Ball still with us here uh, on the Rewind podcast. Paddy, we've just heard from Stephen Kenny, John Caulfield, John Dunleavy and Daryl Horgan uh, after the uh, Dundalk uh, Cork City game in the FAI Cup final yesterday at the Aviva. A 1-0 win for Dundalk. It's uh, hard to argue against Dundalk winning. They were fully deserving and uh, they are the double champions for the first time since... 1988. It's quite an achievement by Stephen Kenny. Well, it's a magnificent performance uh, for the past few seasons and I expected uh, Dundalk would have a little bit too much for, for Cork. But Cork have played their part and, and did the bridesmaids again. But you know, at, at some stage, uh, they're bound to get a bit of luck on, on their side and, and at some point, they will maybe go on and win a league or, and, and win a cup once John Caulfield saves them and, he, and they get the quality of player that they, that they have. Because, I mean, uh, Cork... Didn't, uh, they didn't cover themselves in total glory yesterday because they thought they could have played a little bit better. But still, in all, they've had they've had two fabulous seasons, and that can't be taken away. But Dundalk are absolutely men. Stephen Kenny, the way he's turned things round at Dundalk, and with the, with the quality of player that he has, you know, Horgan on the wing was smashing when he when he started getting into the game. He had a bit you of a like Galway lads running down the wing, but, don't you? Well, being a yeah, good one yourself, brilliant, brilliant. His and, hair and, doesn't and flow quite like d- yours. No, used no, to. indeed. And I still have some. <laughs> and and Richie Tell with, a, with a, an absolutely magnificent finish. You know, two touches, uh, a great pull back by Horgan, and and and, and Tell from his right to his left, and then just slots at home. Uh, uh, a real striker's finish that was, and and Dundalk fully deserved. And then they 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 were so cute and calm and cool about what they were what they were doing, knocking the ball around, being patient. People thought they, this crowd are going to get impatient at some point. No, Dundalk don't do uh, impatience. They just keep on playing. Uh, even when it was nil all, they kept probing and probing and probing, and eventually they get the opportunity. And that comes from experience. They've been all together now for nearly two years now, maybe longer. And and that's it, it, it's a wonderful achievement for the Dock Football Club. You mentioned Cork City probably could have played a bit better. What could they have done differently yesterday? Because I was speaking to a lot of City fans after the game, and they said to a certain point we did okay, but we just didn't quite do enough to deserve. Didn't Even getting enough, into penalties. No, didn't get enough pressure, you see, on, 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 on the Dundalk defence. And you, you must, whatever chance you have against Dundalk, against any team for that matter, but especially Dundalk, you've got to pressurise the back four and, and the keeper. And that that was not sustained yesterday. And it's very difficult because Dundalk are, are a very, very good team. And they've got a, they've got a smash in midfield. So it, it, it's, it's extremely d- difficult for anybody to go and pressurise uh, pressurise Dundalk. So perhaps Cork did the very best that they could possibly do. But I just, I, I just felt... That if they'd just taken one or two chances and, and, and push a, a few people forward on occasion and just see what Dundalk are really made of. And you just might catch them because no team no team is unbeatable. So, but you must ask questions because if you don't ask any questions, you're not going to get any answers. And uh, kind of long term, like for the Dundalk's rivals, I guess the only hope for them really is that there will be interest in some of uh, Dundalk's best, better players. Like there has been some talk around Richie Towell as well I think from Bristol Rovers for example so I would guess that's the challenge also from the Dundalk point of view that they've got to try and fend that off or maybe if they know they're going to lose certain players maybe have somebody coming in yeah that they're that they have already targeted people you're going to get get somebody placed for Richie Towell with with the season he's had with the 29 goals he's had a fabulous season 
uh, Stephen Kenny I think set him a target to get 30 so he didn't do and he only got three that's, with his left foot that's amazing as well that Stephen Kenny actually said that after the game he was able to point that out yeah. oh yeah that's his third goal with his left foot yeah that's amazing yeah but well, that's what that, that, that's why he's such a good manager that he, he, he sees everything and 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 and, and he, he the the problem if defenders have problems midfielders have problems front men have problems he sees them and he goes and rectifies on the training pitch and that's you know that's a great that's a great talent to go and have as well. Let's talk about Ireland taking on Bosnia Herzegovina in the Euro playoffs. The first leg next Friday night away. Good or bad that the first leg is away, Paddy? Doesn't make any difference uh, because it, you have to you have to play if you don't play away on Friday night you're going to be playing away on the Monday. So to me it wouldn't make any difference at all. Uh, as to when this game comes along just uh, go there of course the, the miracle would be if we could get uh, a one-all draw get the away goal not so sure that's going to happen I think that Bosnia are a very very underrated team they've got a, they've got a few decent players and uh, Ireland have a lot of injury problems at this moment in time so it'll be later on in the week before uh, we see just what, what personnel uh, uh, Martin O'Neill has got, to, uh, has got to put out but if they go out with the right attitude and in the right frame of mind they can get at least a draw uh, over, over in Bosnia. But it's going to be a huge, huge ask and everybody has to be, has to be flying. And, and, yeah, sorry. And, yeah, and sorry, in terms of maybe the way Ireland's set up, should it be, because I think looking over the years, we tend to be suited to kind of sitting back against certain teams. When we have to be on the front foot, that's sometimes where things fall apart. So is that maybe a good thing that we are away first and then we can, yeah, we can just be, sit back and be solid and just pick off what we can. Yeah, and ease, ease, ease yourself in, in, into the game as such. And, 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 but don't concede too much ground to the opposition because you don't want them... You, you don't want to be playing your, the game in your 18-yard box, that's for sure. Yeah. Because at some point, something's got to give. So you, you've got to be def, uh, defending that little bit higher up the pitch and, and make sure that everybody is clued in as to what each man is doing, what each man's role is. And for concentration levels, have got to be on an all-time high for both games, irrespective of what the result is on Friday. On Friday night, if they, if, if Ireland somehow managed to get a one-one draw, uh, for instance, it doesn't mean to say that the tie is over in favour of Ireland, because Bosnia could be well capable of coming in, in into Lansdowne and beating us. So you've got to be very, very careful about that. I cast my mind back to the Germany match when there was total euphoria, but everybody forgot that we're playing Poland on Sunday. Now, as far as I'm concerned. Ireland should not be playing uh, Bosnia this weekend. They should be, uh, uh, should have been automatic qualification because they blew it against Poland. No matter whether Martin O'Neill or Roy Keane or anybody else. Do you think that could happen again? It could could easily happen. The way the team is set up, the way Martin manages? It could could very easily happen. That's the concern. I'm more concerned about the Irish setup than I would be about Bosnia. I give Bosnia full of respect and give them them the greatest respect in the world. What worries you? When you're playing against them. Pardon? What worries you? The fact that, that, that we can finish off teams when, we, when, when, when Ireland get on, get on a roll, like they did against the Poles, and, and Kyo has a, has, a, has a header to go and, and bury it to make it two each. We just can't take it. That it mightn't have been Kyo, it could be anybody. That, that, is, that is the problem. Sometimes the daft way that we defend, that nobody seems to be accepting responsibility. In midfield, again, that nobody accepts the responsibility. Holding gets on the ball in, in, in midfield when, 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 when he's picked. And to me, he, he, on, on occasions, he goes nowhere. But the saving grace about that is that neither are the opposition going any place. So he's retaining possession. 
they give the the the, 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 rest of the, the rest of the lads a bit of a break if they if 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 they've been under the hammer for a while. So that's that that's fine. But Wes has got to start taking a look up and look for that penetrating ball and get Pete and get front men in. John O'Shea could miss the second leg through injury, but we know he's definitely out for the first leg because he's suspended. As is John Walters. Are they big losses? Oh yeah, uh, John Walters in particular. He'll you, you can always cover for a defender. <laughs> because defenders should be really ignorant uh, as regards their playing. Yeah. You know, you've got to go and mark your man, kick everything. If you have to hit row C uh, and row Z in, in the stand, that's what you do. You clear you clear your lines. Whereas midfielders and frontmen have got to be creative. They can't be doing daft stuff like that. But defenders can get away with stuff like that. And that's what and that's what that's exactly what, what has to be done. And Walters yeah. is going to be a huge loss though because of, 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 of the variance he, he brings to the play. And his work ethic is absolutely supreme. He's up and down that pitch and he's, he's getting in for shots on goal. He, he, he's, trying, he's trying to create also. Uh, and again, he created for, for, for Stoke at the weekend against Chelsea. So he's, 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 a very, very, he's become a very important player for Ireland. He's probably been our, most, uh, probably been our best player. Arguably, yeah. Um, and he's one of the few that are kind of playing at a decent level in yes. the Premier League as well, which helps. But... Uh, Say we get knocked out and we don't make it through to That's France. That's very negative, Raph. <laughs> well, it's, it's a very real possibility. Who knows? But I'm just... Are you uh, making a statement or asking a question? <laughs> it's, about, it's about halfway it's about through both. both. Yeah, yeah. No, but uh, like if, we're, if you're in the FAI shoes, like we don't really have a lot of young players coming through. I mean, what's the, like, what, what do we do? Like what, what position are we in, really? As, as That's we, a hard question. Yeah, to try I, to no, as, as, as regards management. Yeah, or, no, or, regarding or management and actually the whole regarding leadership, yeah, also, the management. Yeah, yeah. Well, you see, I always think that that there should be lots of leaders on 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 the pitch. Now, right at the moment, we don't have too many leaders. Uh, the Irish team does not have too many leaders on the pitch, and that is a huge area of concern for me. Always has been, always will be, until people stand up and and, and be counted. You know. Lads can play against the repulsive of this world and, oh, they look great and, oh, they're, they're on the ball all the time and, oh, smashing. The time you need to be on the ball is against the, in the big games, against the, uh, uh, the Poland teams of this world and definitely against Bosnia. Nobody can shirk any responsibility. You know, the one, the one star player that we have in, 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 my, in my eyes um, would be Seamus Coleman, but then he's a full back. So he's limited as to the influence that he, that he can have on the game. Yes, he can get up and down that line and bomb on, and he's got to get his defending done as well because his defending uh, the weekend before last was absolutely appalling for Everton. So he's gone into one or two bad habits, but he's got to get back to the good habits and and de- defend as if his life defended uh, depended on it, as the rest of the, of, of of the players do uh, have also got to do. So it's, it's 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 there's no there's not much quality coming through, and that is a huge area of concern. There's no there's no question about that. Now, how is it all rectified? Well, the Guru's out in Abbottstown. Uh, they've they've got they've got the coaching uh, staff all all in, in in situ. So what 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 what? So what is going on there? But of course, the way of life has changed immeasurably, because young lads don't run with a ball to school anymore. They don't play in the street anymore. They don't play in a, in a park at five besides for themselves. Yeah. And and that's. That's that's, a, that's a, another problem, unfortunately. OK, well, we've run out of time. Raf Diallo of Team 33 and off the ball. Thank you very much. Paddy Mulligan, formerly of Shamrock Rovers, Chelsea, West Brom, Crystal Palace and Ireland. Thank you for joining us. And many others. The, and many, many others. <laughs> Tomb Stars, Whitehall, uh, many, many others. Uh, Paddy, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Cheers.
Gaelic Games on the Rewind here on News Talk Now. The Kerry final will be replayed on November 22nd following yesterday's draw between South Kerry and Legion of Killarney. That's Sunday's draw if you're listening later in the week. Uh, it's confirmed Legion will represent Kerry in next weekend's Munster Club Championship meeting with Nemo Rangers. South Kerry not allowed to do so because they're a divisional side. There was some talk that Dingle might get to go forward as they're the, the club championship winners in Kerry but it will be Legion who will go on to represent the kingdom uh, there was controversy in the end of the county final the first one of course the second one coming up on November 22nd the referee had to be escorted off by Gardy after he played four minutes of injury time having indicated only two Jamie O'Sullivan scoring the equaliser for Legion deep in stoppage time after Greg Gibson had given South Kerry the lead here is the view of South Kerry boss John Sugru but first Peter Kane the Legion manager we have fought to the death we fought to the death outside in, in Killarland against McCurry in the very first game brought the game to extra time won it in extra time do you know we, we've shown great resilience in rallies in the club championship something similar we out a great result too against Ratmore late in the game yeah. look these guys are very strong they're very fit and they're very focused and, and they, they don't give up great score by Greg Gibson did you think you had the cup at that stage um, yeah I could score by Greg great resolve and great character by the man to come in and kick a score like that you would have to imagine so when, when there was, when there was uh, two minutes of extra time called no I think it slipped slightly over that but um, anyway, sure, we'll, we'll come back another day. Disappointed that that was added on, sir, with the referee's performance in the end? Well, two minutes is two minutes. But again, I, I suppose he has to call it his own way. And, um, you know, it, 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 it slipped more to four. But look, we'll come back and we'll play it again the next day and we'll go at it and Legion will probably go at it and we'll see what kind of a game transpires. That's John Sugru of South Kerry and John Kane, the manager of Legion, speaking to Radio Kerry's Timmy Moynihan. As we say, those two meet again on November 22nd. But Legion... Have a busy weekend next weekend. They're involved in the Munster Club Championship against Nemo Rangers, where they'll come up against a fellow Kerry man in the shape of Tommaso Shea. Many of the South Kerry players, of course, will be involved with St. Mary's uh, in the Munster Intermediate Championship next weekend. They're taking on Cara Finn of Clare. Speaking of Cara Finn, the Galway version, the All-Ireland Champions, they're through to the Connacht final again. They beat St. Mary's in Markovic Park 4-14 to 2-6. They'll take on Castlebar Mitchells of Mayo, they defeated Roscommon's Clan Nagale by 3-8 to 13 points. It was quarterfinals uh, day on Sunday at the Leinster, or in the Leinster Club Football Championship, I should say. Port Leash defeated Kildare's Sarsfields 2-5 to 10 points at O'Moore Park. Elsewhere, Emmett O'Killow of Longford defeated Navin O'Mahony's by 11 points to 1-6 at Pierce Park. That a bit of a surprise. Well, maybe to us, but it's not a surprise to Declan Rowley, who's the Emmett Oak manager. He spoke to Shannon Side FM. Yeah, I think we were the best team all too, John, to be honest. Uh, they got a lot of the scores off freeze. We missed a lot of chances. We had 16 scoring chances in the first half, and we only actually kicked over, kicked four, and we had seven wides, and it looked like we were kicking ourselves out of it. And then we conceded a poor enough goal. Like, when we look back, we'll say that goal sort of came off the post. It was cleared or half cleared and ended up in the net and you know they were hanging on to the freeze the whole time but at the same time our lads showed fierce determination fierce guts and didn't give up and even though we lost Paulie McCormick with seven or eight minutes to go we still got players in there Shane Clark came in and, and he done his little number there for a while and Key and Farley came out with a lot of ball and Simon was brilliant in midfield you know and I think we got what we deserved because we worked so hard Declan Rowley the Emmett Oak boss speaking to Shannon side now St Lomans of Westmead defeated Wicklow's Rathnew 210 to 1-6 in Ockram after the game Lomans boss Luke Dempsey spoke to Midlands 103 about a tough win and their next game which is up against Bally Bowden it will be in a Westmead venue uh, Bally Bowden overcoming Loudside St Patrick's 1-8 to 7 points in Drahara here is Luke Dempsey but first Bally Bowden boss Andy McEntee speaking to 98FM about their tight win up in County Loud At the best of times we don't like to be playing too much in our own half but I mean 
you know, you, you try and you try and get out of your own half as quick as possible. Uh, now they weren't making it easy for us. Uh, they had a, they had an extra man playing at the back, and it, and it meant we couldn't really deliver the sort of ball that we'd like to deliver. So you got to try and work around that as, as, as the game pans out, you know. And going in just a point behind the half time, you must be happy enough because you knew you'd have to win at your backs in the second half. Yeah, but I mean, you know. Everybody thinks the wind is going to win it for you. You still have to play. You still got to take your shots from the right areas, uh, and we, we we probably did that a little bit better in the second half. Yeah, I think that the conditions were appalling, and fair play to both teams for performing to their best potential in such conditions. And just before half time, Ratnew got a goal that threw the game right open. I thought one one to one six. But I thought our performance in the second half, especially with Paul Sherry the way he played, and John Heslin when he came into midfield. Um, were just outstanding and our defence unit really held firm and we, we, I thought the, what we won by in the end was very much justified given the chances that we had you know, you chained MC in the first half you John in the second half we had a good few misses so we want to work on that it's, it's, it's a work in progress as I said to Jerry in a previous interview and we still have a lot of work to do in the next two weeks before we step up to the next level which is against the Dublin champions you know, the team that shocked everybody this year by beating St Vincent so we're really delighted to come out of Ratnew out of Ockram having beaten Ratnew and onwards and upwards Looking at it though they got you involved in a kind of a little altercation before half time you probably switched off the concern of the goal and that, did that change your team talk maybe a little bit at half time? Yeah very much so in the sense of being a bit annoyed because one thing we, we um, had prepared very well for was that sort of um, issue with Ratnew that we saw in previous matches and I heard about him and I even saw it last year with Moorfield so I was a bit annoyed that our players got sucked into that a goal ensued from it but I think in the second half our discipline was outstanding and to be commended and I think that's, that's very important to go on further I thought the refereeing was excellent by Cormac Riley and his, and his uh, officials because he got the calls right in my opinion there was a lot of wild tackling in such conditions that's quite dangerous and he protected our players very well Luke Dempsey and before him Andy McIntyre their teams meet next week in the Leinster Club Championship semi-finals as uh, St. Lomans Westmead take on Bally Bowden of Dublin. Now Luke Dempsey made an interesting statement in his post-match interview. Uh, we know Paul Sharry is excellent in midfield, plays for uh, Westmead, plays for St. Lomans, used to play for Shamrock Rovers. Uh, but is he better than Dublin midfielder and all-star Brian Fenton? Fenton collecting his first ever all-star uh, last Friday night. Dempsey thinks he is. I thought he was just outstanding today. I think, um, you know, we'll pick all-stars and we've the likes of, um, the, you hear the All-Stars the other night, what's the Dublin midfielder's name? The Fenton. Fenton, you know, the Paul Sherry in comparison. A much better footballer, but just, we don't get the, didn't get the run in the campaign. He's been outstanding all year for Westmead, but I thought today, when the chips were down and passes were to be made and balls broken up at midfield, I thought he was outstanding and he was certainly my man of the match from just the managers looking in at it. That can be different from supporters looking in, but his contribution today in carrying the ball forward and that strong wind was just awesome because when you were out on that pitch you realised you were sinking down into four or five inches it was really heavy Interesting stuff from Luke Dempsey who spoke to Killian Whelan of Midlands 103 This is the Rewind on News Talk It's Club Hurling now and Waterford's Bally Gunner are into the Munster final They defeated Glen Rovers of Cork 19 points to 1-9 at Walsh Park on Sunday Philip Mahoney was sent off along with a Rovers player in the first half a Gunners forward Shane O'Sullivan grabbed two points from play. He told WLRFM what the difference between the two sides was. Very tough conditions, uh, different time of the year. I suppose you need different different skills at this time of the year. You need to get back to basics and work hard. And uh, We were under pressure that today that Glenn are 
very committed team and it seemed that Cork County final how much the momentum to win after 26 years so we knew it was a battle and thankfully we came out on top I suppose we're struggling through games all year and uh, we still haven't lit up the place but we're winning and that's the most important thing and if you get into a winning habit it continues but we're under no illusions Munster Club final is a serious challenge against uh, one of the powerhouses of Munster Hurland the Pearshig or Torres Sarsfields but we're looking forward to it and we relish the challenge and Bally Gunner will meet either Napiershig of Limerick or Thurles Sarsfields obviously of Tipperary in the final those two meet next week the game was supposed to go on uh, this weekend but there was a bereavement in the Thurles club so Napiershig agreed to delay the match and you have to say fair play to them for that now Dublin club Kula are into the uh, Leinster semi-finals they defeated Offaly's Kulderi 123 to 12 points Kula manager Matty Kenny is thankful for David Tracy's free-taking abilities having watched him score 12 from place balls after the game Kenny spoke to 98FM's Derek Ryan about their win and next week's semi-final against Kilkenny champions Clara I suppose you can keep the scoreboard ticking that's all you can do and uh, you know um the lads are doing that and um, as Sean Tra- or David Tracy was really good on the freeze today uh, and I think every free was vital uh, you know this time of the year you know scores are hard come by so every time you get a free you got got to make them and uh, like the, the lads Mark Mark and and and, and Dave, uh, Sean Tracy and Cullen Cronin like you know they fought for everything they came off they tried to make it stick like and uh, and they did well so we're, we're happy enough with their performance today you know when you when you're successful you know that's what happens like these big matches keep coming at you I remember I said to one of the guys in Parnell Park when there was the journalist the reporters I said like you know if, if you want if you want rest this time of the year then you're better off going out early on the championship so look at it's a good position to be in the, in the better to be preparing for Clara next week than, than sitting at home like so look at we're delighted to, to be in the position we are and we'll, we'll, we'll recover after uh, today and we'll get ready for next week again I haven't seen much of Clara at all in the last couple of years no I haven't you know, I haven't seen you know I haven't seen anything of them but look at you know they're they're Kilkenny champions. You know they're they're uh, they're going to come with a huge huge uh, reputation, with a huge quality, and we're, you know they'll be coming with uh, giving us a huge battle. And uh, we've got to get recovered from, from today and uh, get ready for that battle in uh, in seven days. In Galway, Crockwell and Sarsfields will have to meet again in the final after a twelve points apiece draw in Athenry. Ex All Ireland winning player and former Galway manager Connor Hayes analysed the game with Galway Bay FM hurling commentator. Sean Walsh. Crockwell certainly in the first half just couldn't get into the game. You know, we're very nervous, very edgy, letting the ball fall. You know, just weren't finding their men, and um, it looked like you know that that Sarsfields had control of the game, which they had. You know, and going, to go in eight points to three, ahead, three points in the first half in Crockwell. I know it was against the breeze, and the breeze was quite strong, and conditions were fairly heavy, but still, they should be they should be doing more than that. And you would have felt then that Sarsfields would hold out in the second half. You know, would push on. Took Sarsfields in a while to actually get into the second get into the game in the second half and, and you know a couple of scores early on that that's uh that, that, that brought Bots Prochel back into the game. Took them a while then to, to get in to draw the game, took them a while and then they went ahead. Sarfis then came back to draw the game again. Sarfis had a, maybe a couple of chances or two near the end. Prochel maybe the same thing, but you know neither side looked like getting a goal and I think that's I think neither side really did themselves justice here today, I think quite a scrappy game a lot of throw-ins a lot of, lot of play around the middle of the field a lot of rooks and, and uh, shoving and pushing around that and John Kane was forced to throw in the ball a lot of the time So, and in the end it was two or three throw-ins that killed the, the two minutes of additional time which was probably summed up the game really you know. but I think all in all both sides will be happy to be walk, coming out of here um, with a draw and I think that Crowell maybe maybe just that little bit uh, might be that little bit happier, you know, with with their particularly with their second half performance. Sarsfields will just have to look at themselves and say, why why can't why couldn't we do what we did in the first half, and and push on from there and 
but it's all to play for the second day and I think both sides will benefit from this and I was just saying that earlier on that maybe with 10 minutes to go you'd say wouldn't you love if this was a draw and let these fellas at it again you know maybe they might just open up the, the play a small bit and maybe maybe play a little bit more hurling rather than the more defensive stuff that they were at today well, that's almost it for the rewind this week. Connor Hayes finishing us off. In Camogie, by the way, Alart the Bala of Wexford are once again Leinster champions. They beat St. Vincent's of Dublin 12 points to 2-5. A great weekend for the uh, sporting ladies of Wexford because Wexford Hughes won the FAI Cup final on penalties, beating Shelburne after a two-all draw after extra time. That's it for this week. We'll have more on the Provincial Club Championships when we're back next week. We'll also review the opening weekend of the Champions Cup. Don't forget Munster against Treviso is live and off the ball this Saturday. We'll have updates from uh, Leinster against Wasps this Sunday on Off The Ball. They get underway at 1 o'clock on Saturday on Off The Ball and 12 o'clock on Sunday. And they're on air every night this week, Monday to Friday, from 7 o'clock onwards. Uh, that's it for this week. Until next Monday, goodbye and good luck. Rewind with Oisín Langan. And there goes the final whistle and the spoils are shared in the North London derby. I think that we have the chance to, to win the game. But on the end, we need to recognise and, and to feel very proud for our players. The effort was brilliant. After six days, you play three games, very tough game. And with the opponent, always one day more to recovery. And in this level, it's a, it's a big, big advantage. We decide. We decide how strong we are. We decide how, how, how good we are. we are. We decide how awake we are. We decide how tired we are. Nobody else. Morgan comes forward. Can he find a white jersey? He can. This should be the opening goal, and it is. And Dundalk lead by one goal to nil. And it's Richie Town. Parker, such a difficult team to play against, and physically so strong. And they, they've got players who have achieved a lot in their careers. We made it tough for us today, and we had to show that there's different ways to win a game. We had to show different qualities. Going to the end of the match, certainly next time we were we were in trouble, and we were on the back foot. And um, I, I just asked the lads to do everything, leave it on the pitch, and they did. And we weren't good enough, and we have no excuse from that point of view. We still haven't lit up the place, but we're winning, and that's the most important thing. And if you get into a winning habit, it continues. But we're under no illusions. Munster Club final is a serious challenge against uh, one of the powerhouses of Munster Hurling, the Pearshig, or Torres Farsfields. But we're looking forward to it, and we relish the challenge. Well, two minutes is two minutes, but again, I, I suppose he has to call it his own way. You know, it, 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 it slipped more to four. But look, we'll come back and we'll play it again the next day, and we'll go at it, and Legion will probably go at it, and we'll see what kind of a game transpires.